0: We have on the line now Adonis Rodriguez, who is a council member from Manhattan and running for public advocate. Uh, please uh, welcome to uh, Max and Murphy.
1: Thank you for giving giving me this opportunity to connect with the audience. I feel as a family being in WBI because you guys have been a partner advocating for social justice and we've been also partnered with, with WBAI among many New Yorkers in many occasions when we work so hard to save the radio stations here.
0: Well, it's great to have you on. Uh, Why don't you talk about why you're running for public advocate, introduce yourself a little bit to uh, voters who are listening, may not be familiar with your career. Give us your elevator pitch, if you will, for, uh, for your run for this office.
1: I'm running for public advocate because I believe that it is very important that in 2019, at the time where we are fighting against a president who doesn't understand that this nation has been built for immigrants, and it should be, it's been built by immigrants, and it should be for immigrants. That someone with experience of 40-year community activism, the one that I have, 13 years as a teacher, co to a school, and the last 10 years as a council member, chairing the committee of higher education in my first time, and then now, into my uh, getting into my second term chairing the committee of transportation, the experience, has the value to be the voice of the value and to carry on the responsibility of the public advocate, which is to make all city agencies accountable, to give their respect and services to all New Yorkers.
2: So talk a little bit about... Um issues that you want to pursue? I mean, are there specific things as public advocate that you really want to push forward, address, take on Um, either legislation you might introduce because the public public advocate continues to have that power that you have now as a city council member, but perhaps more importantly, you know, issues that you really want to hold city government accountable uh, for?
1: Yeah. Look, I, I believe that I'm very prepared. As I say, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and I came here to wash dishes in 1983 and then going to City College, taking over the students, taking over City College in 1989 in 1991, organizing with a lot of great professors at CUNY and being able to lead the movement in 1989 together with all the great friends so come and others and being a city college when professor jeffrey was well, the, the the chairman of the black study department in and, and 91 when when Professor Vincent Boudreau, today the president of City College, been going through that process of going through, through the higher education, getting the best master's degree, which is about the experience life of fighting for the people, but being able to graduate in 1993 and seeing how when people say that New York City is a segregated society, it is, it is one. And sometimes it's like a double standard because if we want to address, you know, a segregated education assistant just look at the C code and look on how the best equality education happening average in those C code where the upper class children live. And I believe that someone that I'm here standing with you and speaking to the audience because someone believe in me, because someone provided me the tool to be a fighter for social justice. Going through City College, graduating in 93 becoming a co-founder of a school that we created for new coming students from Latin America a teacher for 13 years and a co-founder of another school focused on health, again give me the experience understanding as the only candidate in this race that if there's one tool that we have to build a city as a place where working class live, in, live with dignity but with a path to take to the middle class the children of the working class is through education and I will fight, I will use my office to be sure that we end our city being the one that has the most segregated educational system in the whole nation. I also will work to protect the local small businesses. And that's why I carry that will the Small Business Job Survival Act, the one that will provide a small business owners the right and the furnace for them to renew and sign the leases so that no one is, is, is use any level of extortion asking half a million dollars, hundred thousand dollars to sign a lease. But I also was the one that led the fight for the fair fair together with the advocate group. And I can say that in those years, as a council member for 10 years, I've been able to pass more than 50 laws that I've been. Lead or colleague, that today I can say hope to make our city more fairness for working class and middle class.
0: One of your fellow candidates in the race, former Speaker Melissa Mark Viverito, said in an interview over the past couple of days that Mayor de Blasio has the city on autopilot, that he's lost focus, and that's been an issue throughout his mayoralty. And I'm curious, if you are elected public advocate, whoever is elected public advocate will have to figure out when to criticize the mayor, when to push him, and when to work with him to try to achieve something. So I'm curious, what's your view of Mayor de Blasio, his... A general approach to the job, his successes and failures. How do you evaluate how he has done serving the city for the past uh, five years?
1: Look, I, I think that she, the, the mayor is not the one. I think that she also uh, put herself in the similar situation. When in the last year, she decided to cut the budget for the Puerto Rican Study Institute at Hunter College, where today we have the, the most important centers, the Puerto Ricans led by Edwin, by the Dominicans, the Mexicans, and the Haitians. And she made a decision to cut the budget to the Puerto Rican Institute only, and Dominicans, but she did not cut to the Dominicans. The Dominican continued getting $1 million, and she made a decision to bring the budget for the Puerto Rican Studies Institute to half a million dollars when she decided that it was not important to give a hearing to the local to the small business job survival act when even christian queen gave a hearing when speaker johnson gave a hearing when she decided that a bill that i had at that time where uh, the council member danny Drone, myself being the colleague the immigrant voting rights that will allow to provide the opportunities and the rights to New Yorkers with green card holders and working permits to vote in local elections, so can so that we can address no tax without representation, so that we can restore the rights of people who pay the taxes to also elect the local leaders from the mayor, the controller, the public advocate, the council member. When she made a decision not to make those initiatives a priority, she also lost sense of her responsibility.
0: So well, we understand, obviously, th- those are issues you, you take up with the former speaker, and they're, they're valid. But what about Mayor de Blasio? What do, how do you evaluate his, his performance?
1: Look, I, I believe that there's area where I, where I was able to work. No doubt that uh, even though we are so far to be, from being at a place where we can say that every single child is getting the, the same quality education where well, we still have a city where we can see look at children and as we are speaking right now and I can tell you that that, that they, a, any a place that provide music art and art to children to the church cp on different places are not places where we can say the working class children have the opportunity because the they parents they don't make the salary to go to go to those programs so i believe that the mayor make important progress when it comes to providing ap ap courses however we cannot we will not be successful on providing AP courses if we don't have a pipeline to be sure that we address the need and how we will be providing more science and math since the UPK to middle school and then to high school. So this area where I believe that the mayor did his contribution, there's other where I, we have different opinion. The mayor is not, has not shown his support to so the immigrant voting rights. That for me, as the only candidate in the race, that have my son accent, that is one of those 38% New Yorkers born and raised in another country that will be not only showing compassion when I became a public advocate, but I will be sharing my experience. I will be using my experience as, as a recent immigrant to fight for those that we've been standing for as we fight against Donald Trump.
2: Just um... so with
1: the mayor, there have been areas that we have agreed, and there have been other areas that we have disagreed. And I, have now, I don't think twice you showing my disagreements and fighting for the working class if I don't agree with the mayor.
2: Just uh, quickly on that, on the voting rights, um, is your proposal, would you like to see every uh, resident of New York City, you know, for maybe a certain amount of time, every resident of New York City able to vote in municipal elections or do you have a different cutoff?
1: No, I, and we're talking about restoring the rights. You know, we are not talking providing for the first time the right of people who are not United States citizens to vote in a local election. We lost that. And it was like a hundred something years ago that we made it that it was a, requ- a requirement to be United States citizen in order to elect the local leaders. So what I'm saying is, as we are fighting Donald Trump, as we want to be the New York City that live by the sample, we should address no tax action without representation because people who are green card holders, people that have working permits, they pay their taxes. And the Constitution of the United States allowed the state to work with the municipality so that the municipality should make decision on who and how people elect the local leaders. And this is a bill that I already... That I have it
2: ready to reintroduce, and, th- and that includes that, I mean un- that, the- that includes undocumented immigrants.
1: This this will include those who have green cards and those who have undocumented
2: that they have a working permit. Okay. Um, so I want to move on to some other recent uh, news that has involved your campaign, and that's um, city council member Ruben Diaz Sr. He made some homophobic remarks that got him um, uh, punished, basically, by by you and your colleagues, uh, although you abstained in that vote. Um I'm curious. Have you condemned his remarks? Are you continuing to keep his endorsement for your campaign? Um, you know, where where are you at with the remarks that he made, saying that the city council is controlled by the the homosexual community?
1: I have a a clear a, a position when it comes to showing and expressing that I disagree with council member dear opinions with the LGBTQ community or women's women's issues. However, I stand for my records that before being elected in 2001, I, I was working with the LGBTQ community in Northern Manhattan as an organizers, as a candidate. And after being a council member for the last 10 years, there has not been a single bill at the council. That is important for the LGBTQ community, or initially related to funding that I has not been with my brothers and sisters. That I still we have a lot more work mm-hmm. to be done.
2: And you don't feel like my you need position, to disown his endorsement of your of your candidacy? No, for my position. Advocate.
1: My position has been that in the fifty one council member, I have major disagreement with some council members in, when it comes to different positions that they take that is a body that I cannot agree with everyone or with everything. And I have expressed my disagreement of with Council Member Diaz with those issues. However, when it comes to his work, standing for the for the taxi drivers, I can say that in the last two years, last year, he has been a voice for the work for the taxi drivers. He also is a Council Member that is inside the Congressional District, that is the poorest one in the whole nation. So as I disagree, and I would... I would not uh, think twice on expressing my disagreement with his position, with the LGBT community. Q community. I have worked with him when it comes to issues relating being a voice for the working class, being a voice for the taxi drivers.
0: So, Council Member, as we come toward the end of our time with you, I wanted to ask about an issue that put you in the news last year around this time and into the summer, and that was the rezoning of Inwood within your district. Uh, people running for public advocate, including some of your fellow candidates, have talked about the city's land use process, its imperfections, um, the difficulties of dealing with development, of gentrification and displacement. All of that was on the table in the discussion around the rezoning. I'm curious, when you look back on that episode, are there lessons you would would take from that um, to your work as public advocate if, as public advocate, you were asked to come in and mediate a dispute in a neighborhood about a rezoning or help one side or the other? What comes out of that experience that you take to this next job?
1: That no rezoning is perfect in New York City, that when we look at this process, it is challenging and it is a hard work that we have in place that, 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 that we need to do when it comes to my reality in Northern Manhattan, I did a responsible rezoning because since living here in since nineteen eighty three, I also have seen has seen not only the year that I've been in this community, but knowing also that for the last fifty years a community that today has the largest regulatory apartments in the whole state. It's a community that for the last 50 years, we only have received less than a thousand new affordable houses to built. And a community that have been fighting against some a, 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 a individual a, that has advantage and pinnacles and order. Has now shown the best practice protecting tenants' rights. What I did in this rezoning was to listen into the voice of the community. I was able to bring 120 million dollars to the George Washington High School. I was able to include in this rezoning immigrant cultural research performance arts, which is going to be the first one to be built in the United States outside academic institutions. And I also included in this rezoning a new pilot project. That established that when a, a developer builds commercial space with public dollars, a percentage of the commercial space will be affordable to the local small business.
2: Let me ask but you one more. I will. Go ahead.
1: So I, I definitely, I, as a person raising two daughters, six and four years old, I expect for my daughters always to be better than me. As a human being, they also make me a better person every day. I listen to my community. I know that these, as New Yorkers and New Yorkers have a strong opinion, and I know that the level of frustration that people have also play a role in this process. Mm. I did the best I can, but the most important thing for me is that in my 40 year of community activism, I've been very clear that as I started organizing here, part of the movement, again, the upper state and for the freedom of Nelson Mandela, a new trial to move me fighting for the student rights. When I came to a rezoning, what I have seen is how people being pushed out. And a new tenant in this community is renting an apartment that used to belong to Goya Juana, that that person was priced out. So I believe that it is my responsibility as I did it in this rezoning, to listen into my community, to be do the best I can. However, no rezoning
2: is perfect. Let me ask you one more quick question, Councilmember Idanis Rodriguez. Before we let you go uh, in your run for public advocate, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show that you know there might be some issues around the fundraising requirements to make these official televised debates. But you know, even that aside, um, you know, a number of your fellow elected officials were able to qualify for both televised debates. You won't be on the stage tonight. Um, is there, is there something we should, you know, sort of take from that, that your campaign hasn't sort of gained the steam, the, the public support that it needs to, to take you over the top? Or, or how do you sort of explain that you weren't able to hit that threshold?
1: No, some council member, a council member even did a, a council member as part of this process even made a loan in order to make the threshold and be able to show how it has been able to raise the 170 thousand dollars that is required by by the the campaign finance board. I'm very solid with my campaign. I raised a I have raised 165 thousand dollars. I'm confident that with the treasure that I have. I I have provided all the paperwork to the campaign finance board and I'm confident that in a few days with the next disposal that we're coming on Friday we have fulfilled with all the requirements. But tonight I will have a conversation with more than 300 people in northern Manhattan. I will be doing my face life where people will be able to connect. And I will have more than 25 individuals from different ethnic backgrounds where I engage in a town hall meeting tonight at 416 West 203rd Street. That is going to be immigrant speaking with Idanis. Okay. Well, as as I did not make the debate, I will be encouraging New Yorkers to also to come and join my conversation in the headquarters in Washington. I. All
2: right. Well, we will leave it there. City Councilmember Adonis Rodriguez running for public advocate. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you, brother. Bye. Okay.